Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I will drive you into the sea and hear the lamentations of your women. <laughs> uh, my name is Stephanie, and shut up or I will eat you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Excellent. Uh, well, we're back here for another week of our rewatch. And uh, again, at the top of every rewatch, I always say uh, we're going to tr- try to make this one shorter than last week. Uh, and uh, we'll see if it happens this week. It might happen because uh, Steph just got back from a vacation in D.C. And uh, she is uh, falling asleep as we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Try not to yell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, luckily for you, there's not much iZombie news except for, uh, you know, Raul's, uh, scaring everybody on Twitter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He just wrapped his filming. Uh, I I think I said a few weeks ago they wrapped filming, but I I guess they're still filming. So he, he tweeted out that he wrapped filming, but he also has been tweeting that, uh, he's moving out of this Vancouver apartment that he's been renting the last couple of years. He's thinking about uh, shaving his beard, but he wants everybody to know that does does not mean that Robbie gets killed off. <laughs> he just doesn't know if they're getting a season four yet and how long it'll be until they get started. So, uh, yeah, if you see any pictures of Raul without his beard and uh, parting it up in England, it, he, he's just, you know, he's. I guess you don't want to stay in Vancouver all year long if you don't need to. So yeah. Um. So keep your fingers crossed for season four. I'm looking forward yeah, to all those beardless uh, uh, Raul pictures, but uh, I feel like we need to have a, like some sort of candlelit visual for that beard. Yeah, because I remember uh, back a few months ago, or maybe like last year, when Andrew Garfield. Oh my God. Garfield. No, the uh, Andrew. Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. Him. That no, that, he's got a beard. Yeah. Well, he shaved and put it in the freezer, and people were freaking out, thinking that uh, put his beard Rick in the freezer. Was, yeah, to keep it. Okay. And people were thinking that Rick was a goner. Yeah. Listen. No, it's just a it's just a long it's a long time. But yeah. with these short seasons, it's a long time between seasons, and you got to get on with life. As a guy that wears a beard every once in a while, I just love shaving it all off and just feeling my chin, the sides of my face, and just oh, it feels so good. And then I look myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh man, little baby boy, you need to get your beard back on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I feel for him. Um, well, in this time of the year, you'd think that you'd want your face covered as much as possible yeah. in the wind. Yeah. Um, Rose and Allie didn't say anything about their beards, um, but uh, <laughs> Raul is definitely shaving his off. So, uh, All right, so um, that's about all the guys' zombie news I have. Let's get started with the first episode called Flight of the Living Dead. And I think it was like when it was first the episode titles were first rumored before the first season. I think this one was called Live to Your Live Till You Die or uh Live to the Max, like they do with the Max Rager. 
Uh-huh. Uh, it ended up being called Flight of the Living Dead. Yeah, that makes that's that's a better title. Mm-hmm. So let's. I love I love this. One. Yeah, this is where they're starting to get into mm-hmm. it instead of the, just the the basic, you know. Yeah, some more standalone episodes. These are yeah. Some more familiar things start happening. I mean, you know, um, we got Suzuki, we got the meat queue, we got uh, Julian, um, and of course. So this is. Oh, I'm sorry. And of course, uh, Lowell. Of course, Lowell. Yes. Yeah. So this is Suzuki's first episode. Uh, I don't know. They remember. They've they've mentioned him. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it can't be because this is the one where, you, where we find out that he's a zombie. So I, I'm sure he's popped up at least once before. Um, wasn't he being laughed at in the pilot by Suzuki with everybody else about the Lady Gaga thing, or was it? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Oh yeah, probably so. Anyway, yes, he was. He, Lieutenant Suzuki was in the first episode. It's funny because oh, thank you. Um, it's funny because I'm I'm watching this episode and I'm like, oh, they're dropping little hints here. I'm on a new diet now. I look at pictures of food I can't eat on the internet, um, and then how he's looking at Liv and he's staring at her and. And uh, then, then like towards the end of the episode, he's like clipping his nails, and I'm like, oh, oh, we're gonna find out right here that he's a zombie. I thought this was something that got stretched out. My my memory is terrible. This is why I do rewatches. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and then the of course the drawer opens, and there's the hot sauce. So, yeah, Suzuki. Yeah, yeah, but I love that. that just at the at the very beginning of the episode, uh, I, I think it's how Lowell tells that. That live as a zombie is because her her, medic- her meticulous, you know, kept nails, mm-hmm. and then then we see Suzuki cutting his nails. Yeah, and that was that was one thing that I that popped out to me about the yeah. Lowell says that he noticed her obsessively trimmed nails or something like that, meticulous. <clears throat> and uh, I was thinking, oh yeah, that's right. We see Suzuki cl- clipping his nails later. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it's actually in the same episode. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's one thing about being a zombie that is established early, and I don't think really comes up too often is the fact that you probably need to keep clipping those nails because you don't want to accidentally scratch anybody. Mm. I mean, the scratching comes back again and again, but not the trying to make sure that you're not scratching anybody by accident. Um, See, I don't think the first time we watched, I don't think I've realized that. Yeah, no, me either. It's. Oh, I, I'm annoying myself watching these because I'm thinking about all the like the dumb thoughts I was having as I was watching, like all the theories I was crafting, and I'm like, man, it's it's sitting there plain as day for you. They wrote it out and put it on like a, a giant whiteboard in front of you, and you're just going, but what if, uh, like, for instance, uh, <clears throat> Major is wanting uh, Clive to help out. Um, Investigate the missing Jerome, and uh, and you know it's in this episode where Suzuki is pretty much blocking it, and we find out later that Suzuki, there's a reason for Suzuki to do that. But I was making up this whole like conspiracy, like what if like the entire like what if like the entire police department is um, run by zombies, or you know, (laughs) and and how Major said that he was. he was over 
um, in what was it missing persons and they kind of laughed it off. But it, I was thinking that it was because they were zombies too or something and covering it up for the zombies or in on the conspiracy. But no, it's just, it's because he's a, like a homeless kid and who cares? <laughs> you know, they don't want yeah. to spend time to worry about that. I mean, I care, I'm saying, but they, they probably don't care as much. Yeah, they're probably like, oh, teenagers, they, you know, he's probably left town. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Making it more complicated than it has to I be. I know. I think that's what I do, though. I, 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 like, think about these plots. I'm like, what am I missing here? What am I missing? <laughs> and it's just like, you're just not reading it right, Robin. <laughs> um <clears throat> Uh, so, I mean, the other stuff in the police department, I, I like that, uh, this might be the first time we see that exterior shot. I, I, I'm probably wrong, but the exterior shot of the police department, um, uh, where the sign says like Camby street, but you only see the M B I E on the street sign. So it looks like it's a zombie street. Mm. <laughs> That's one thing that, uh. Dan Atheridge actually talked about in his interview with me um, that people haven't don't really pick up on. I was like, oh no, I noticed that. I just I don't. Really <laughs> um, I, I might, just wasn't gonna say I anything. Guess I, I think I said it. I'm not sure, but yeah. Um, it was kind of like a isn't that weird? You know, I didn't. You know, again, they put it out there plain as day, and I was like, oh, that's probably not intentional. <laughs> it's just a it is, isn't that funny shot. Um. All right, so enough about the uh, uh, police department. I, I did did note, though, when Major goes to Clive and Clive kind of blows him off, like, I was like, and so the feud begins. <laughs> like, Major does not trust Clive from here on out. And for good reason, too, because Clive goes to the skate park and investigates and doesn't doesn't tell doesn't update Major about it. And so then Major checks out the skate park, not knowing that Clive was actually already there asking around. And that's where he runs into Julian and gets his gets his face bashed in. (laughs) So, yeah, it makes it look like he's a cop, too. And too many people are poking around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like. Clive could have thrown Major a bone by saying, hey, I've been down at the skate park and I was, I, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, whatever, I was checking out like a wino or something. Did you catch the whole thing about the wino that the kid spouted off? No. Says, I don't remember the, the wino's name, but he just kept saying, are we having fun yet? <laughs> Which is like a oh. line from Party Down. <laughs> Party Down. Um, the, but, uh, yes, our friend of the show, Alex Ponovic. Uh, makes uh, a pretty huge appearance in this episode. It makes quite an impact on Major's face. I do like revisiting this the the fight though. I I was like, oh man, Major's really getting some good hits, and he knocks him right over and everything, like knees him in the head and everything. And and that's when Julian goes full on zombie and tosses him across a skate ramp. Yeah, and the. Uh, little skateboarder kid like skates by his head and says uh, get up bitch <laughs> it's like so so humiliating <clears throat> uh let's see what else can we talk about the chemistry between lowell and Liv? <laughs> yes and just that moment when he looks at her and he recognizes that she's a zombie yeah oh. it's that stare mm-hmm. is so ooh. Uh, Hot. Live more. So, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, yeah, that's a great thing to see on the second watch is, uh, is to see that like he's looking at the police cam. He's like, I want to talk to her, but I can't. <laughs> and then the, at the, uh, the wake later when he's making those Bloody Marys and you slowly see that he's really making some super spicy Bloody Marys so far as like putting gigantic chili peppers on them. I love the score, uh, not the score, the, the song that's playing in the background. It's kind of a uh, bonk bonk on the head kind of song, but it's like perfect. It's got that, it's got like the fast beat drums in it. It's jazzy. But the lyrics that are playing as they're talking are, I want you to get together. I want you to get together. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, but she's playing hard to get because yeah. she... She's, she just can't date anybody. Yeah, she's still in love with Major. I'm glad she's honest about it mm-hmm. in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, he says he mentions that uh, he looks terrible as a blonde, where he's actually a blonde in real life, that actor. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, oh, another mention of uh, zombie nomenclature, language, whatever you want to call it. Um, Low calls full on zombie mode a psychotic zombie moment. <laughs> He's like, she's like, oh, I call it full on zombie. He's like, oh, that's that's what you call. It. Okay, so setting up the language of the show. Um, and I do love when uh, Liv says that, uh, or Liv is talking to Ravi about Lowell, and Ravi completely picks up on her having a crush on this guy and seems very charmed by it. And I just wrote hashtag Ravioli dies here. <laughs> <laughs> like he obviously wants her to be happy with with somebody else, and he's not interested enough to be like, "Oh, you, is he is he the right guy for you?" or anything like. Kind of the way guys can be when they don't want the girl to date anybody else with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the. Yeah, because even because Lowell comes in mm-hmm. at some point, and Ravi's like, "I will excuse myself mm-hmm. and let you, you know." Mm-hmm. So he's he's fully supporting this relationship. Yeah. And how about the how about them lines that he uses on her <laughs> when he gets in there? He says that uh, she's a beautiful woman and the only only thing in color that he sees, and that's odd because she's pale. <laughs> and he says something about how there's like knowing she exists. There's like hope again for him. I was like, yeah, because he really pursues her, yeah. and she's like, no, no, no. Yeah. But she is excited about it. Like it thrills her, you know. She that I love mm-hmm. as he's like kind of backing. He's like backing away and going and leaving, and she's like getting to work. But she keeps like like smiling and looking in his direction. It's like aw. Um. Oh, this was the uh, the girl, the 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 sorority sister, mm-hmm. the girl that got kicked out of the sorority, Ollie. and then we get the the. Uh, that sequence where she's riding her bicycle mm-hmm. to that great song. That's a great, great song. Great song. Great sequence. Um, yeah. Cause, cause you know, cause that's how everybody wants to be. How everybody, how you wish that everybody that you loved was, was, uh, you know, so, um, in love with life mm-hmm. and living life to the, to its fullest. Yeah, I liked how Peyton and Liv both had these opposite opinions on how 
they looked at Holly's life, like Peyton thinks it's like a shame that she pretty much just tried anything she could to just die. And obviously she died because she was doing crazy things like skydiving. And Yeah. And you, and I feel like if Liv wasn't on her brain that she would have uh, kind of agreed. Right. But, you know, being on the brain, it because opens her mind a little bit, saying that she's, you know, Holly had it figured out, you know. Yeah, because didn't um, Liv vote to kick her out of the sorority, mm-hmm. too? Yeah. yeah. I liked all the little red herrings here. I mean, we have to mention Ryan Hansen, Ryan Hansen of Veronica Mars, Dick, uh, playing Carson McComb, who I think I heard is coming back in... Season three, I might be wrong. Um, How did he come back? Because wasn't he the murderer? No, it was uh, Eliza Marquette working for Max Rager. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there okay. were so many red herrings in this episode. It was like, yeah, who, so many twists. Who could have killed Holly? Was it because Holly was jealous of because uh, she had a relationship with Carson, or was Ren jealous, or was was Eliza jealous? Was Car- Carson? Was it because of this Max Rager email? Um, I that, that we get we get more of Max Rager in this one. Um, I think this is the first one where they really start calling it by its name um, uh-huh. because they're all wor- working for for Max Rager. <clears throat> and uh, I did note here, like I really wish there was some sort of link to the boat party. Like they could have said, like. Oh, Max Rager, that was uh that was the that was the drink that was sponsoring the boat party that night. And yeah. you know, so it would have made made it a little bit more you know, connect the line a little bit easier. Um, because the email says that, you know, some people do go psycho from drinking this drink. So I wish it was more of a clear cut thing like because you don't see Max Rager's logo on the bo- on the boat. They don't say anything here about Max Rager being the official drink of the boat party. Um, maybe that is said. Maybe uh, maybe they were just trying to keep their options open. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Is there anything else here that I had for this episode? Oh, I found out Ravi is watching the movie Macabre. Every once in a while, like, cut to Ravi's start watching a movie. And uh, Macabre is like uh, a William Castle film where um, this guy gets caught up in a a revenge plot when his small daughter is kidnapped and buried alive. And he's given like a few short hours to find her before she suffocates. And uh, it's it's uh, it's um, famous that he William Castle pulled this stunt where uh, when you went into the theater, you were given an a thousand dollar life insurance like insurance against death by fright. Like if you died because you're so scared while watching this movie, um, Lloyd's of London would pay a thousand dollars to like your family. (laughs) And, uh, it's kind of like one of those gimmicks to get the people in the seats, you know, like, Oh man, it's so scary that they're actually insuring people. Uh, but yeah, nobody actually died by fright. And I guess according to some of the reviews I read, the movie's not that scary. (laughs) Yeah, like how during the Exorcist, there were people passing out yeah. in the in the audience. You know, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, another bit bit of trivia: the house that they use for the wake is uh, Harrison uh-huh. Wells' house from The Flash. 
Really? You don't really see it too much on Flash, but there is a there is an episode I can remember where they show Harrison Wells going into his house and just getting out of his uh, wheelchair. Spoilers. Season one spoilers. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's go on to the next episode of Virtual Reality Bites. I did want to mention at this point, um, if you like both these episodes, Flight of the Living Dead and Virtual Reality Bites, they're written by Deirdre Mangan and Gloria calderon Callet. And they are both in the, I think, the latest episode of the Writer's Panel, if you check out the podcast, the Writer's Panel. Or maybe they were, maybe an episode or so ago. They're really funny, they're really awesome, um, and they're talking about, like, the best of 2016 TV. But, uh, um, like, Deirdre uh, gets, they, they really get, like, talking about, of course, the political climate, and... Um, it was a really interesting insight. Uh, Deirdre was talking about how, like, they're all like working on iZombie, you know, doing iZombie scripts, working in the writers' room, and then uh-huh. like Trump gets elected, and they're just like, "What the? What are we even doing? We're writing, we're writing scripts for a zombie show. <laughs> like, we should be doing some <laughs> more important things than than what we're doing now, you know." Uh, it really kind of affected the mood. So, um, but so I don't know. Uh, that was just an interesting thing to listen to. And uh, Gloria is not a writer on iZombie anymore, but she's uh, paired up with uh, Norman Lear and is doing the um, revival of uh, One Day at a Time for Netflix. So hmm. yeah. that should be cool. I'm going to check that out. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Have you listened to it yet? Not yet. I probably yeah. I'll probably get to yeah, it. It's good. It's a good one. Is it? It's the year in review. It's uh, best of 2016. I think it's called. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, virtual reality bites. Um, and folks, uh, if you want to check out an awesome episode of the iZombie podcast, check out our original episode for this particular episode because that was our first guest appearance on the show. And uh, it was just kind of like a holy shit, this is really happening moment because we had the awesome, possibly now beardless Raul Coley on the <laughs> podcast. So I'd say check that out. Um, okay, I'm done plugging things. Did we even <laughs> did we even talk about the episode? I, I, I think we did. I think I somehow ran like I didn't just like sit down and ask him about everything about the show. I just kind of I was so it was like our first big guest and uh i just kind of like was like oh you're just like a guest too so let's talk about the episode and he gave he gave some insights as well but uh we had uh we had a regular listener guest will who just happened to be signed up for that episode it was just kind of like a hey guess what we're we're gonna be podcasting with uh robbie chakrabarty (laughs) so uh get ready So, um, Will's going to be on one of our rewatch episodes in a few weeks, I believe. So, okay, good. So, uh, I love how this episode uh, opens. Major's dead. I remember the, <laughs> remember the oh, promo yeah. images going around. Oh no! That like major, major on the can't slab. Be dead. Yeah. No, it's just that he's got terrible insurance because he's, <laughs> you know, works in the service ha- industry. Say it. It's Hells and Shelter. Huh. Yeah, he works for a nonprofit, so he's lucky to have any insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Which anybody's lucky to have any insurance these days. I love the 
<laughs> I love the bromance uh, going on here in this scene. The how Ravi is doing like Y stitching, which is what you usually do on corpses, I guess. Uh huh. Um, but uh, I don't know. And how he's just like li- lives like let me take care of. It. He's like go for it. He's like I don't even want to be doing this. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, this this whole thing with the Candyman really is another thing where I was confused for weeks. I was thinking, is Julian the Candyman? Is Blaine the Candyman? And um, at the end of this episode, they say uh, – Ravi shows Liv a picture. He's like, hey, uh, Major found the Candyman and somebody else is in the picture too. And that somebody else is Blaine. But like the Candyman is Blaine. Like Julian's just the henchman. <laughs> But I think for the longest time I was like, Julian's the Candyman. Maybe he was the Candyman? I don't know. Maybe they're both the Candyman. I don't know. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, uh, hashtag who's the Candyman? Hashtag who cares? Uh, <laughs> all right. So what else? This is, uh, this is the episode where we lose Jackie, the lovely Sarah Jane Redman. Uh, the delivery guy shows up at, his ho- at her house without the brains that she he was supposed to deliver because delivery guys, you know. <laughs> um, and but it, he's wearing a hat that says "dig in," <laughs> so it's uh, says something to uh, to to Jackie. Like, yep, this is that's exactly where I'm going to be digging into. Um, are you are you walking me around your home? I'm hearing your footsteps. I'm sorry. Okay. I left I left my phone in the kitchen. <laughs> well, you're bringing all of us with you, just so you know. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, I also fed the cat. I, I let the cat in. I fed the cat, and I uh, changed the uh, took the dry clothes out of the dryer and put the wet clothes in the dryer. She's, she's very busy. She just got back from vacation. Guys. I'm sorry. I have a lot to do. It's okay. I'm very stressed. Um, uh, meet cute. Um, I think this is the episode where we kind of figure out what meet cute really means and why it's like it's a pun. It's called meet cute. Like a meet. This is a place where you could meet somebody that you love, basically you fall in love with or something. But it's not until Clive says something about like I'm at the local charcuterie that I was like, oh, uh-huh. there's the guess the cute part. Ah. Ah, okay. Shakuchi. And that's not a, exactly a word that I use. And I don't believe that Clive would actually just pull that word out and just use it. Like, I don't know. Maybe he read it on the sign or something. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I looked it up and Charcuterie is a store that sells cold cooked meats. So, good one, guys. Uh, it's one of the most uh, more memorable uh, business names um, And I probably will call them all out Oh I forgot to mention Seasons for All Seasons In the last episode um, Yeah so uh, What else uh, Jackie Jackie gets killed Blaine, Blaine is pissed that his delivery guy Was killed but also like Because the delivery guy is killed A cop is now poking around The meat cute to see Like you know this, this delivery boy Was working there so but then at the end, I like how now that there's no delivery boy, uh, Evan needs a job and Eva shows up to get him an application. So, And you're like, oh, no, he could be in danger. It's a very explosive job, I hear. Uh, <laughs> um, but 
Yeah. Um, that wasn't also, that was also another like really kind of tense scene where, uh, Clive is there in the meet cute and Blaine's like, come on back. I'll give you the tour. You know, it's kind of bloody, but come on back. I'll, you can check it out. And there's Sissy like sitting there with her butcher's yeah. knife ready to hack into him. It, and just because Liv called and mm-hmm. called him away, yep. he didn't take up a tour, take Blaine up on the tour. Um, definitely want to mention the case. I looked up uh, this guy. The Simon, the murder victor, mm-hmm. victim, victor. Um, he's played by Chris Gothier, who was I know from uh, Smallville. He played the he plays the toy man on Smallville. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but he was also Smee on Once Upon a Time, so it's a whole Once Upon a Time thing, you know. So I'm it's sure. a whole Canadian thing. So uh, <laughs> Tinkerbell ate Smee's brains. So. <laughs> Um, Let's see what I know him from Monster Trucks Have you seen that trailer? Uh, yes I have And no I'm not interested <laughs> If you had boys <laughs> uh, Yeah probably um, So yeah This brain was really gross This victim was very gross Oh it was so gross uh, I love how in the beginning uh, Boy, I'm really going to have to start learning some new vocabulary words other than I love. I can just see the iTunes reviews. Like, Robin, he just loves everything. Why can't he just say something else? Uh, five stars. Okay. Uh, but the, ex- the whole exchange around um, uh, the, the corpse, how Liv does not want to eat Oh, it's so gross. Yeah, because in, it's – yes, it's a, it's a decaying – brain mm-hmm. but also simon is a detestable guy mm-hmm. yeah you know it's kind of he he's you know she doesn't want to eat the brain because it's gross but also he's kind of a gross guy uh when clive comes in and he says we're almost certainly calling this a murder and Liv goes son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> hilarious that was good. And then Robbie like really dig like digging it in like I'm sure Liv will suck it up and help in any way she can. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, another case that kind of um you know, it's it's it was another I think a very interesting case, you know, uh just trying to figure out all the pieces and how they all fit together. Yeah, and how Liv did most of it from her apartment. She wouldn't leave her apartment. All she did was eat those uh, hot chips. Yeah, and drink lots of uh, Mountain Dew. Or a drink that looks like Mountain Dew. Or Surge or something. And Lowell came came over to see her. Oh, Lowell. Because she had, they had a date, but she called and canceled, and she was she was making up some kind yeah. of, you know, elaborate uh, excuse, and she was like, "Oh, I forgot. I can, you're a zombie. I can tell you all about right. it." I ate a uh, what's this? Is a agoraphobe's brain, yeah. and she can't leave the house. Agoraphobia. So he comes over. To- yeah, this was interesting. Um, how Lowell brings over some anti-anxiety meds. And so that kind of plays into a joke later where she shows up at the police department like, whoa. She's like drunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's so weird how like she's eating a brain that gives her personalities of the people that she eats. And if that personality is something that could be treated with 
medicine, uh, I guess it's established now that it it, it can be, <laughs> right? So that that's interesting. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure if that ever comes up again, but I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I, and what was Peyton doing in this episode? Uh, was she not even in this episode? Oh, it was it was the last episode because she was on Facebook looking for the the girl that was in their sorority. Oh, right, right, yeah. No, I don't think she was in this episode. No, she wasn't. But in the last episode, she said, "How does Facebook know what you're thinking?" Yeah, isn't it weird? Like. I know the internet gives me ads for a, a website that I've visited before, mm-hmm. a, a, a cookie, Cindy's Cookies. But isn't it weird when you think about something or you talk about something to somebody and then you start seeing ads for it? Right. Like That's freaky. It reads your thoughts as well. I think it does. Uh, the internet is in the brain. Definitely, uh, let's talk a little bit more about this case. I, I love the um, the video game thing, the whole scene with the video game, and the discussion of uh, of what the character is a, a troll lock. <laughs> She's like a Polish troll. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a warlock. That's a troll. Uh, and then um, then Ravi says, I'm "And how go home. Ravi? Yeah, yeah, he's a, a wear terrier." With healing abilities, <laughs> I'm called Arf Vader. <laughs> which, yes, at our old podcast episodes, we have it, it. Actually, both comes from this. It comes from both these episodes. Uh, Eva says something to live about sitting up straight, and so for a long time, for our podcast, it would open up with Raul saying on our show that I'm Arf Vader. I'm a wear terrier, and then and then we had Molly Higgins saying, "Sit up, sit up straight." <laughs> <laughs> Getting people ready for the podcast to start. Uh, I should pull those out again. Um, so, uh, I love the use of screens. Also, the I like the Ravi on the screen in one, and I love the especially the interrogation scene where she's sitting at home and he's and Clive oh, on the laptop. That was great. <laughs> and then Clive is like outside the room and she's still talking away and she doesn't realize that he's left already. <laughs> Uh, uh, another business name, uh, best all round donuts, which is <laughs> great. Yeah. The, the killer here, it, it turns out to be pretty like, I don't know. It's pretty serious. Like, where did I guess it's, it's yeah, murder. So it it's was. gotta be serious. Yeah. But it was like, where did he come from? He, he came out of nowhere. But he's there at the beginning of the episode. Oh yeah. Because he's, yes. He if he's, he's the one. Or asked, like that, or? Yeah. Uh, but his sister Yeah, because b- for an agoraphobe, a lot of people knew him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He made he made a lot of people's lives miserable. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um I think the last thing I wanted to touch on here was uh more relationship y stuff with Lowell. I I love how Lowell like she 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 admits in this episode that she's not over major and she wants to take it slow. And he completely understands because he had a girl as well. And unfortunately, he went to a party and got scratched and woke up in the drunk tank uh, uh, with a scratch on his leg. And uh, now, like, he can't have the girlfriend. He he had to move from London to another place that's rainy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he can't even perform on stage. And it's like the – it's like the um, – I don't understand how he got himself involved in skydiving because the adrenaline sets him off 
Um, and it's it, he can't do gigs anymore because the adrenaline sets him off. It sets him into full-on zombie mode. Um, and yeah, this the the way they kind of bond. Liv actually says like that's so un- incredibly unfair and awful. And Lowell says it's uh, he doesn't usually like people feeling bad for him, but that's the exact thing he's been dying for someone to say to him. And he tries to kiss her, but nope. But they end up having a kiss at the end of the episode, and yay, Liv and Lowell. Oh, they really sell you on they, it. They really do. Yeah, because they. I wasn't. A, they're going. Th- they're go- both going through the same thing. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect, and you know he's kind of like this like smoldering guy, you know, and you can tell that she really likes him. She really mm-hmm. falls for him because they can discuss it. The you know what they're going through. She can't talk to anybody else about it like she can talk to him. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's it for those two episodes. Um, let me just read. Oh, wait, wait a second. I have trivia here for you. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> we were supposed to have a guest, and I actually have ten questions because we were supposed to have a guest. But I'll just read five of them, okay? Oh, sorry, I was in mid jump. <laughs> oh, go ahead, give me all of them. I'll, all right, we'll, I'll miss them, but go we'll ahead. go lightning round, okay? And don't, you don't okay. feel like you have to sit and think about these, okay? All right. Okay. So, uh, number one, what food does Liv tell Ravi that she tried to make after seeing someone eating it on TV? Uh, egg salad. That's right. Ding, ding. Uh, number two, he competes in the Olympics and the X Games, but what is Carson McCombs' real passion? Oh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> His face. <laughs> oh. Uh, what kind of photographed food does Suzuki consider porn? I can't remember. <laughs> Spaghetti. Okay. What kind of drink was served on the plane with GHB? Chirac? Nope. <laughs> Mescal. Mescal. Oh. Number five. Okay. Oh, man. You only got one out of five or one out of four so far. Let's see. Number five. What is Lowell's last name? I have no it's idea. Tracy. <laughs> Tracy. Oh, boy. Yeah. One out of five so far. Number six. What was the dead gamer's internet name? What did they call him in the game? Sam Reaper. Yeah. Ding, ding. Two points. <laughs> Number seven. What fruit does Ravi ruin for Clive? <laughs> oh, it's so close. Think of his uh, face. Think of the corpse's face. <laughs> oh, no. I can't remember. Grapes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, number eight. What does Major tell the Helton Shelter kids that he was doing to cause his injuries? He says it's he says know. it's back. <laughs> it's back. Yeah. This the Oh rollerblading. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh where does Liv first get an attack of agoraphobia? At the police station? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and finally, what game does Liv play on Simon's laptop? Oh I don't know. Uh, it's Warlock Forest. You got four out of ten. Uh, that's good because I'm very, very tired. <laughs> and it was a week ago when I watched this that's okay. episode. You had uh, a lot of our listeners playing against you, and um, hopefully you beat a couple of them. This is our email from Efrex. Uh, Efrex wrote in again. 
Uh, I'll go ahead and read it because your eyes are probably crossing at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Efrek says, hey, guys, hope all's well's all's going well by you. Sorry. In the last podcast, Rob. Oh, I'm Rob. I'm Robin. I'm Rob, too. All right. In the last podcast, Rob wondered about using skin dispersion of ink to date tattoos as Ravi did in episode four. It's plausible. Tattoo ink will diffuse into and across skin over time, which is why tattoos fade and blur. And that diffusion can be seen microscopically. I don't think that's a routine analysis performed in a lab, though, nor would it be something that Ravi could just come up with from a visual examination. Like most depictions of forensic science on TV shows, the science is mostly right, but the ease and accuracy of the analysis is vastly overstated. Anyway, on to episodes five and six. Flight of the Living Dead. I think my favorite sight of the whole episode is Liv's exhilaration when bike riding. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Boo on her not wearing a helmet, though. Even a high flyer like <laughs> Holly should take appropriate safety precautions. Again, we get an absolute embarrassment of riches with plot, character, and actors. Ryan Hansen. Lol. Cue the wailing and lamentations of every straight female iZombie fan. <laughs> Max <laughs> Rager. We have this. Actually, I had a crush on him, too, so. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Max Rager. We have the start of major storyline, which I think is one of the best things in the show, and the revelation of Suzuki's zombie status. Just so much is packed into a tightly written plot, and the gut-wrenching sight of Major lying motionless in the skate park must have put first-run watchers in a tizzy waiting for the next episode. Oh yeah, when they started showing those uh, cartoon promo images of him lying on a slab, uh, yeah, I was a little worried. (laughs) Um, Also, as a fan of spicy food and drink, could I get the recipe for Lowell's Chili Cocktail? Um, I don't have it, uh, but uh, uh, I'll send the request uh, over my Twitter and see if anybody responds. Um, he goes on, uh, virtual reality bites. Really like seeing Major working with the shelter kids. The Live Lowell Liv relationship de- development is just handled so well. And the looks look like you were fondled by an Oompa Loompa line is one that I really wish I could work into regular conversation. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a little hard to do. Uh, nice grisly shot of the meat cute interior during the Clive Blaine scene. Love Ravi's This Is Going To Be Epic line, which shouldn't work half as well as it does. <laughs> the Blaine-Jackie relationship is one that I'm sad to see end. I think there was a lot more that could have been done with that. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I've I, said before, I love that actress, and uh, yeah, maybe they, exactly, they, they just had like a, an, an embarrassment of riches and all the different things they could do at this show, and they probably had to just go, I'm going to have to cut the uh, wealthy, um, wealthy lady plot line out of her, so. Uh, and then he goes, that's all for now, thanks for listening, Efrex, thanks Efrex, appreciate you writing in. Efrex, there seems to be a Reddit uh entry about the spicy cocktail a spicy bloody mary mm-hmm. uh tabasco and pepper chili tequila instead of vodka oh man these things i will never drink <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay well there you have it check out reddit uh yeah there's a great i zombie subreddit um that's going on we plug our episodes in there hopefully nobody minds um And uh, yeah, that's all for today.
Um, all the plugs are after we get done saying goodbye. So, Steph. Oh, I forgot to mention, next time on uh, the Eyes on Me podcast, Robin and Steph, we're going to be talking about Maternity Live and Dead Air, which were both episodes that we had guests on for back back when we first covered them. So, again, we'll just be covering things on our own in our abbreviated fashion. But uh, we're hopefully going to have a guest on. We were going to have Heidi on this week, but she got a bit busy. Um, next week, uh, we should be having Tia on. Tia should be joining us on the pod. I'm good. Yeah. All right, Steph. Uh, I'll let you go to bed, and uh, I'm going to go edit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, friend of the show Cheyenne contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!